um, creating a tool ticker tyker.com that helps people manage their own investments. Mikhail said he was like, damn good design, like looks pretty, pretty good, you know. <laughs> About 80% of our audience, if not more, are complete beginners. We created a lot of features in Ticker that you can customize for yourself. How much you spend money on, on ads to get people to come to your site? We pay right now 30% reoccurring commission. How did you go from that Excel spreadsheet that you are like, hey, this is pretty cool, and now having thousands of customers? Hi guys, welcome to another episode of our podcast, me with Mikhail talking to awesome entrepreneurs from all over the world, showing their products and uh, us just asking questions that you probably would have asked yourself as well. Today we have Sean from TYKR. How do you pronounce it, Sean? Maybe we could start <laughs> there and uh, welcome to the podcast. Sure. Is it like a tiger? Like a tiger. Uh, ticker, like a ticker symbol on like Stop. ticker, um, right? Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, ticker t i c k e r dot com was taken, so had to get creative. Oh, like. Okay, okay, got <laughs> it, got it, got it. Well, it's not a surprise. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company, and maybe sure. at some point you could actually, you know, share your screen and give us like the quick tour so that people can learn more about your product. Sure, sure. So. Just high level, I've been a, a entrepreneur and an investor for about, uh, gosh, 16 years or so. Actually, working career about 20 years. But um, I've kind of I've worked for some corporates, some large public companies along the way. Had another had an agency in the 2000s. Went through a merger, but really the majority of my time has been spent on investing. And um, that really leads to I could go into more detail if you guys want, but it really leads to. Um, creating a tool, ticker, tykr.com, that helps people manage their own investments. And uh, what it does is it's, it's a screener and educational platform. So it's really good for beginners. So, so many people around the globe are joining the stock market, but they have no idea what's a good stock and what's a bad stock. And there's tons of brokers mm -hmm. out there. We're not a broker. Um, for example, here in the States, I use TD Ameritrade, but the popular ones are like, Robinhood and E-Trade and Schwab and whatnot. But um, yeah, so it's really the tool you want to use in uh, relation to your broker. So you use this first to understand, hey, what's a good stock? What's a bad stock? Uh, when should I buy? When should I sell? Um, how do I allocate percentages to different stocks? And all kinds of fun stuff in between. But it's really broken down in simple terms and it's a pretty fun tool to use. At least I think so. Um, we've We've got about seven thousand customers in a, a little over 50 countries in our trust oh, that's, that's awesome yes yeah, so we've been live about um a little over two and a half years it'll be three years in july but what's really cool is whenever i say anything about ticker I'll, I'll tell you guys right now don't take my word for it we always say go over to trust pilot go over to google because our score yeah. is actually a 4.9 out of five nice. so we are yeah, nice. highly crazy rated. yeah I went there and, and it looks amazing. Yeah, before before actually <laughs> recording, uh, we took a look at your website and explored a little bit. Yeah. And the first thing that Mikael said, he was like, damn good design. Like, looks pretty pretty good, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, yeah looks, it, it looks incredible. Really looks yeah. like, you know, like a bigger company right. and so forth. And we were um, admiring yeah. uh, the website and I think how clear and just crisp it was so good job on that for sure thank you 
Exactly. Also, the, the dashboard is 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 very good. So nice. Been playing yeah. around with it. Nah, not nah, so last half an hour. So it's looks, so basically, nice. cool. Uh, cool. I guess your target audience uh, are maybe beginners, but also people who are mm-hmm. just want to automate and maybe improve their investment, you know, process and screening process, right? So somebody who is looking for better tools because there are many different ways to analyze stocks, right? Like there are tons of ways, right? I have a, I have a friend who developed his own like software just so that he can analyze crypto and try to predict the trends. And <laughs> let, let me, let me just say that, you know, he's not doing that anymore. So again, it's, it's not, yes. it's not an easy job and you know, there are no short okay. shortcuts. And so can you tell a little bit like what, like, problem you're really like solving and for who? Yeah. So about 80% of our audience, if not more, are complete beginners. So they either hear mm-hmm. like about stocks from a friend or from YouTube or TikTok and the list goes on. And then of course their next step after that is they just go sign up for a free or low cost broker. About 20% of our audience, they are more experienced. We do have a lot of people who work in corporate finance or wealth managers that use our tool as well. But where we see the most growth for the platform itself, it's a software as a service platform where we really see the scale is really helping those beginners out there, holding their hand along the way, helping them with all the little things, whether, like I said, buying and selling, allocating, how much of your paycheck should you be allocating to the stock market, you know, stuff like that. We are there and there's other good platforms out there. I always give great accolades to our competitors like simply wall street is based out of australia they're pretty good i'm seeking alpha is kind of more geared towards more uh, advanced investors but they've got a lot of good articles written there there's a few others out there but and those would be the top two players awesome awesome so uh, if you're targeting um newbies so to speak right then content (laughs) marketing seems to be like the way to go right like yeah creating guides, totally. you know, podcasts, all that good stuff. Yeah, you you nailed it. So we actually track where the majority of our customers come from. And number one is YouTube. So my goal is to dial up our YouTube content. I need to be that quote unquote finfluencer, I guess is what the kids are calling it. But um, <laughs> I got to be all over. Are they? Talk, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Thank you. Um, and then you get finfluencers out there that have no business or investing experience, but they've got like a hundred thousand followers. It's like, that right. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so it's mainly, it's, it's Google SEO, like search engine optimization. We're pretty good at article writing stock reviews, but YouTube is big. Um, social media, we're starting to get better at, but, um, we need to be, you're right. Content is key. We got to be all over the place with uh, content marketing. You know, uh, well, uh, finance is uh, very competitive. Uh, area like in search engine optimization yeah. wise, well, of course, obviously in in marketing wise as well. So, uh, how did you manage to get get you know through all the competition there and and get in front of in front of people in search engines and and uh, and also did you how much you spent money on on ads to get people to come to your site? Well, how we grow, we actually haven't spent anything on ads. We, and this is based on my experience working for larger corporations. So it's like only from a social. uh, Actually channel partners. So that would be, think like if, yep, affiliates. So people join and they can have like a blog or YouTube channel. They'll promote ticker for, we pay right now 30% reoccurring commission. So anybody out there that's, 
Yeah, so people love that because they can create a revenue stream with their yeah. blog or their YouTube channel. They would be called affiliates. Another level up from that is this is my experience in large corporates as channel partners is finding businesses that have a really sizable audience. And then they do the same thing. They'll promote us, take a cut of the, the revenue. So, yeah. So basically, I guess people like publishers promote your content or Fair your head. service and mm -hmm. they get a piece of the pie. And yeah, it, it works really well in yes. like crypto scene, at least I know, you know, have, have some experience yeah. in, in that area for sure. It's pretty popular. By the way, in like in your tool, do you only, can you only analyze stocks or can you analyze crypto? Obviously I know the answer to the question because we checked the website, but can you tell a little bit like what commodities do you support? Yep. What I'd like to do is take a step back just to give people a little okay. um, look under the hood. So what really separates the us, and you'll, you guys may laugh at this, is originally when I built this thing in Excel like back in 2016, I, and then it went live in like 2020, I started working on a provisional patent on the algorithm. And then uh -huh. I'm talking to one of my partners, who's also an attorney and software engineer, um, shout out to Alger. And I was talking to him, I'm <laughs> like, what if we remove the patent to make this thing open source? Uh -huh. Nobody's doing oh, yeah. that. So flip it on its head. Uh -huh and just leaning in the trust aspect. And that ended up being big marketing place. So on ticker.com, there's a little education tab. And if you just hit the drop down, there's the calculations drop down. You can actually see all the calculations in ticker. And we always tell people like, you can go create your own version of ticker, but we still hope you stay with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, the, and so far that's what totally. Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, going back to you know, what, what the platform does is it, Phil Town was a big help with um, how to analyze stocks. We'll talk about crypto. We'll talk about what else we analyze here in a second. But um, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole years ago and read as many books as I can. And unfortunately, finance is overcomplicated. Is I feel like sometimes on purpose. Oh, yeah. To keep, Most likely. Right, yeah. right. To keep people out of it. And Phil Town, he's got a few good books. One of them is Rule One. Another one is called Payback Time. And then he did a wrote a third book with his daughter Danielle called Invested. And he provided some of the calculation in uh, calculus equations. And I took those from the book, put it in Excel, and went from there. So with stocks, that's what we primarily focus on. Is you have data. Like fortunately, you and I, we can read the data, such as the financial statements. You've got the income statement cash flow statement and balance sheet. In simple terms, you can see the the revenue, the sales, of course, your your profit, you can see the debt, you can see the cash flow. All those things we can leverage to analyze stocks. And in a week here, this will be uh, sometime middle, middle to end of the May, we're launching ETFs, which are essentially bundles of stocks. So that'll be yeah. asset class two. And we do have crypto in ticker, but coins, crypto coins don't have financial statements like a business. So you can't analyze where a coin is going. Now the question is, then why did we add crypto <laughs> to ticker? The reason is it's a big marketing play. We want people to see it, join ticker and realize, oh, value investing is much safer, much more um, secure over your long term. Whereas crypto is like, I mean, you can play with it, but we tell people go 5% or less of your, your net worth in crypto. So. That's why crypto's in ticker. All right. Right. All right. Yeah. So basically uh, you use it as a, like part of your sales funnel and then you kind of 
direct people towards maybe well you don't do it intentionally but people start you know exploring yeah, yeah. other commodities stocks whatever and they start to kind of get into that yeah yeah i think crypto well now i guess we're in crypto winter so it's maybe not you know as lucrative as it was just maybe like a year or two ago i think because you are like you're not broker right like you don't you don't have any any of the responsibilities you don't have to worry you don't have to be the financial advisor yeah so. yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so it's like what the fin uh what is it fin fin influencers yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> always yeah. have to say that not a financial advice your own research. Yeah, and exactly. And yes. it was really funny when you said that, you know, you started with an Excel and I think, you know, many good business ideas actually started Microsoft Excel and then yeah. and then turned into something yes. different. How did you build your service? Did you were you able do you have like the technical skills yourself or did you work with subcontractors? Like how did you go from that Excel spreadsheet that you are like, hey, that's pretty cool, and now having thousands of customers, which is awesome. I'd primarily been a project manager, essentially. So I, I, with that agency, I was project managing all the projects, but then with big corporates, project management and managing multiple software projects at once. Sometimes the budgets of some of these projects could be between 200K and up to about 2 million. Largest projects about 10 million, but I've done some complex software projects. So I knew like, this is just, this is just another Tuesday, as they'd say, like, okay, we've got this Excel sheet move everything over to Trello, break out the cards. And I've leveraged, I've worked with teams from India, Bangladesh, um, France, of course, all over the US, developers and engineers. So I already have a network and I, my first team I used before another WordPress projects, and let's just say this, they were not qualified to build a SaaS. And I found that out <laughs> about six months in. Yep, had to, had to fire them. And then I moved on to developer two and he was, he was a step up, but he still wasn't there to create a world-class SaaS platform. Yeah. Um, and he was a able to help get an MVP out there, which I will say was really ugly. But I'm like, I don't care. I just want to get it out there, <laughs> get people using it, get feedback. And then it was a it was about a year and uh, actually less than a year. I met my co-founder, co-founder uh, partner, Elger. And he came at me with a bunch of ideas. It was actually a customer first. He's like, oh, we could do this with your platform. We could do this and this. And I'm like, that's when I talked to him. And I'm like, man, I need help here. I need a world-class SaaS. So I brought him. So, so that really brought it to the version you see today. I have to give all the credit to my team because they handled the, the UI, UX, the programming, the tech stack. So you guys know, or if you're more technical, it's the same as PayPal and Facebook, just node.js. MongoDB backend. Yeah, so, sounds pretty standard, but like in a good way, you know, you don't want to use some weird exotic technology because it'll be very hard hard to hire people and so forth. So I think you've done a really good job when it comes to like, just like user experience. I think it's very fresh, very simple, very, very light. There is not too much information. Uh, your onboarding process, I think is very good. It's very, very clear. It's yeah. like just a few it's questions solid. and yeah. like, hey, let's get started. I was just wondering, uh, since, um, and this is maybe, you know, like besides the point, but I do some investing myself and I kind of always thought that uh, ETFs are the way to go for a lazy investor yeah. like me, right? You know, everybody talks about ETF, like why, like, how can I say, like, what's the point of, um, you know, picking stocks separately if you can just okay. buy baskets? Like, why, why would you do that? What's the benefit? All right. I love this. So. 
we've just launched our first course that goes into this a little bit, but you've really got four, when it comes to stocks, there's really four categories and we'll kind of break them up into two. So here we go. You've got ETFs, index funds, and mutual funds, which are all bundled products. They can have hundreds or, or, or a thousand stocks in one, and then you have stocks in another category. Now, Based on your strategy, we talk about this in the course as well. There's four pillars based on different strategy. I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers out of here, but I'll make this simple. So you've got people who want to remove debt would be pillar one. Pillar two would be increasing income, which is about like, you know, revise your resume, increase your salary or create a side hustle. So that's two. In, uh, pillar three would be building your wealth and pillar four would be protecting your wealth. Mm -hmm. ETFs and index funds and mutual funds are good for that fourth pillar. If you are, and I can't stress this enough, if you have already achieved financial independence, if you have already retired, maybe you sold a business, maybe you sold real estate, and you want to protect your wealth, that's when you go into ETFs. But if you're like most people around the world who, and get this, we get a lot of customers that say this, they feel like they're behind the eight ball. They feel like based on their age, they should have more in savings, more in investments. And they're going into ETFs. I use this analogy. It's like, let's say you're showing up at the Indy 500 with a 1995 Dodge Neon that goes 95 miles an hour, or you can show up with an Indy car that goes 230. It's way too slow to build wealth. ETFs, again, are not for building wealth, they're for protecting. So if you are in a position where you want to build your wealth, guess what? Warren Buffett style. Value investing, individual stocks is the way to go. You want to be in an Indy car, not this piece of junk 95 that's rusted up and goes 95 miles an hour. Rude. I know it's a kind of a crude analogy, but it's the best way. No, it is very I, clear. I think it's very yeah. good. I think it's very good. So basically, yeah. if you just want to, you know, maybe get 6%, right? Like that you- That's it. That you get, you know, every year and you spend that and you just want to have this- eternal kind of like money-making machine and you know you invested maybe a few million and you're like chilling then maybe index funds right like they provide less risk yeah it kind of makes sense okay that's that's interesting that's interesting so basically it's just the speed like if you want to accumulate wealth and you want to kind of move faster and you don't have so much time then picking stocks makes a lot more sense so um, if I already do some investment through my broker, how can I like, it, it seems to be very tedious to just import like by hand everything, just like one by one. Is there some magic button that right. I could just import CSV file or something so that if I have maybe like 30, 50 different stocks that I own, like yeah. how would that work? So right now we have a portfolio tracker and ticker so you can track your portfolio, which has been manual. But in the next week, along with ETFs, we are launching a CSV import. And you can do that as simple as this. You can export the data, right, from your broker, import into Ticker. You can do that with your portfolio as well as watch list if that's something you're creating as well. Um, we have, just you guys are going down this road here, we have explored the idea of connecting to your brokers. And there's two platforms out there that, unfortunately, are quite clunky still, but you have Plaid and you have Snaptrade. And some brokers I work, some it doesn't. It's just not the best user experience. So we're really gonna see how the CSV import works for our customers and kind of take it from there. I can maybe throw an idea at you, right? So um, in my company, we have released a few Chrome extensions, you know, some okay. successful, some not so much. 
Um, and I think there is a huge opportunity because Chrome extension exposes the page to your software, basically, which is JavaScript. So you could actually create an extension, right? Like TYKR extension that once I install it, it will create additional information on my broker's page so that you don't have to have any kind of integration with them. You don't have to ask permission. Yeah. You just create an extension and there you go. You know, you're, you're in. I love that. We were actually talking about going in the other direction, like you were going on other sites. But yes, if you're logged into your broker, uh, let's say in a web browser, it would display the essential data. Like let's say you're looking at Apple on your broker. It? it would show the ticker right there within your Chrome. Hey, man, that's a that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think if you think from the customer acquisition perspective, if you know, you created this free extension and then you gave a little bit of information for free to everybody who uses Chrome extension, you could use it as a sales funnel, right? Like for for your pay, paid account and so forth. Like, hey, you know, this is just a taste of what we can do analysis wise and so forth. How about you, you know, get a free trial and see, you know, additional features. Nailed I it. just, I just think it kind of makes sense for you because, um, you know, some extensions in Google Chrome have millions of users. Yes, it, exactly. No, that's that's really a good idea, and and we're already looking into ways on how to use ChatGPT. Oh yeah, um, and and doing doing something with that. Just uh, what we're trying to do is how do we leverage ChatGPT to remove pain from our customers, like make things more automated. So that's a whole other conversation. If you want to go there, we we can, but uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, just maybe, and I'm sorry, Mikhail, just jump right in if you have a question. I was just... No worries. I'm, I'm enjoying the, the awesome. conversation, so, so go ahead. I'm just wondering, you know, like everybody is, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are like, oh my God, my copywriter, for example, she says like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my job because ChatGPT, you know, can do everything I can do and, you know, it can do better maybe or cheaper. And I'm like, don't worry, you know, you're safe. Uh, but... A lot of people also are saying that, you know, like financial advice and stock analysis and all of that, that can be done by ChatGPT, right? If you just prompt it correctly, give the data, you know, so aren't you, well, I wouldn't say afraid, but I'm sure you're aware of like many companies currently sitting at home or somewhere playing with Excel and they're thinking, hey, I can do this connected with ChatGPT and I have a SaaS product I can sell for 50 bucks or something. So like, what, what do you sure. think about, you know, chat GPT okay. kind of like taking your, your, your piece of a pie, so to speak, like analysis, not concerned at all. And I'll, I'll give context on that. So the, the algorithm we wrote, which again is open source, chat GPT won't be able to duplicate. It is very in depth. I would say, good luck trying to duplicate that a human would have to go through re-engineer it, take the calculus from our sites and put it to work. And that'll take you probably two years to get there. Um, but with financial advice, there's a lot like ChatGPT, as we know, it's not as we've seen, it doesn't always spit back information. That's correct. Is it? So you mentioned a key word there, prompting. And what we've done is we've kind of because uh, we're really engaged with our customers and we do a lot of surveys and we, we have a tool called looped in that allows people to vote for futures they want. Mm -hmm. and, and just being so close to our customers, we understand the pain. So here's one feature we're working on. So with investing, we teach people about the four M's. So quickly cover this, but 
The first M is the margin of safety. That kind of represents all the math part of investing. And that's what Ticker does for us automatically. You log in, you see if a stock is on sale, watch your overpriced. On sale is good, overpriced is bad. Essentially a red light, green light situation. But then you need to look past the numbers. This is where most people who are investing in stocks and most analysts out there professionally, they miss the mark on this part. You have to look past the numbers and you got to look at the business. And the business would be the meaning moat and management. The meaning is like the business model, how many revenue streams does it have are these scalable revenue streams and you got the moat, which is the competitive advantage. And then you have the management is the track record of the CEO. So we started doing some tests because we have a 4M checklist on our stocks that people kind of have to go through manually. And I started talking to customers like, what if this was done for you automatically? And they're like, take my money. <laughs> and so we started doing tests on can chat, chat GPT figure out how many revenue streams and how scalable revenue streams are? And the answer is yes. So that box we can check the, the competition. It can check that box. And then the experience of the CEO, it can check that box. So in summary, we're going to be able to do that for our customers. So they don't have to go through that whole process. So it's, you got to like take it from the high level of like financial advice and let's go into the weeds of where customers need help most and use ChatGPT for those applications specifically. That's what we're doing. So basically, let's imagine, you know, like you have quarterly quarterly results, for example, like PDFs that are just like long as they can be, DDS, <laughs> a lot of lingo, jargon, and you're like, holy, holy moly, yeah. And basically, that's where ChatGPT shines for you, right? Because you can actually yes. feed that data to ChatGPT and you can say like, hey, you know, like answer a simple question. Does it look like they're having cash flow problems or something like that? And then, then ChatGPT can say like, well, based on this and this, this is the analysis. I think that's pretty smart. So basically, you're augmenting your service and yeah. uh, you are basically saving more time for your customers and they will probably be willing to pay a little bit more for that service. I think that will be due to the nature of working with ChatGPT, paying for API, that will that uh -huh. will probably not be part of the subscription or? We we actually, because we're, we're having that discussion about how do we make this obtainable for our customers and, and we actually will include it into our subscription plan. We, we made this really simple since we're B2C, we were once one of these B2C platforms that had different tiers, kind of like Netflix, which can work, oh, but Headspace has one plan, either monthly or yearly. So we went that direction to remove the, with B2Cs, you guys probably know this a little bit, you want to remove decision fatigue Is it? and give yeah. people one plan. So for us, it's $99 a year, US dollars. Depending on your country, we use Paddle for payments behind the scenes. So based on your country, we do a currency conversion. Mm -hmm. And then we yeah. use what's called the Netflix index. So like somebody from India is not going to pay an equivalent of 99. It's going to be more like equivalent to like, you know, 50 bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. I think you sure. know where I'm going. So, so that way people can get in. But yeah, we're looking at the optimization of how to use ChatGPT 3.5 and 4. What are the costs against us based on volume? And can we still charge $99 a year or we charge 29 a month, but we have it such a steep discount with the yearly. Most people just go with the 99 a year. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, it, the price is reasonable. Like, Very much sure. so. Uh, and also, yeah, absolutely. I And uh, I, I, you know, this is the trend that, that people, companies has been going for a while. They just been removing these different kind of tiers and just take one. Yeah. And that's uh, very smart move. 
Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, very smart. Yeah, and this is one of the reasons why I really love doing podcasts is because you learn so much, right? When you talk to <laughs> so many different people from different backgrounds, you learn a yeah, lot. Yeah. So now I kind of feel more motivated to look at my portfolio and actually do something. <laughs> so, Sean, thank you for that. You sure. know, um, yeah, definitely, sure. definitely. So, um, because you don't provide any financial services, you can operate in any country. You're probably multilingual mm -hmm. when it comes to like your interface, or are you just supporting English language? We're just US, although that is an item on our roadmap tool so people can upvote it. And we are getting some upvotes, but it hasn't been as high as some of the other features. So we may do that at some point. Okay, awesome. Uh, where are you incorporated? Because I think I've seen Holland somewhere. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, so my business partner, BB. Elder, he's yes, BB. Yes. We are headquartered in the Netherlands. Is I'm it? based in the States, but I'm actually the only team member based in the States. Everybody else is around the globe. Is it? Um, so we're totally leaning into this remote work culture thing. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> but here's two reasons why we went to the Netherlands. This is good for your listeners to know too. So Please. Netflix and Nike are actually headquartered there as well. One right. big reason is when you have an entity in the EU and you sell to customers in the States and as well as other countries, you're not paying sales tax. Yeah. So, which true. is great because 40% of our customers are in the US. Mm -hmm. So, everybody coming there with no sales tax. So, that's one. And two is you hit it on the head. We're not a financial advisor. We're not a broker. We don't have a legality like red tape we have to go mm -hmm. through. But what we do need to abide by is stay as a publisher designation, which means we can be factual. We can we can show data. Well, we can't say, hey, Artem, you need to buy Microsoft. Buy this Facebook. one. Exactly. We cannot yeah. use language like that. And we can't like do surveys asking you your age and what your goals are. And so we got to stay as publisher. So that's why we fall into this category of publisher. Now, with that in mind, if anybody in the world wanted to contest that knowing that Elger he he's a very experienced attorney I mean he's worked for Ernst and Young a subsidiary being a legal entity in the Netherlands it's hard to go to court like it's very and, and win so yeah so somebody from like Canada said you told us to buy PayPal and now PayPal's crashing we're going to take you to court mm -hmm. I wish you luck on that journey it's it's going to be difficult yeah and you know you know, I'm based in Estonia right now, but I'm from Finland and also Artem is now living in Finland. Uh, so that is basically the, the thing with all the European countries that here we don't have is, you know, we're not customary to sue people and sue companies that much. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. That's that, good. You know, and also uh, Netherlands, I think it's, it's pretty good for, uh, for, uh, uh, tax wise. Yeah. Well, that, that was, uh, that, that was in, that, like, know. if I'm completely honest, I was like, Dude is just optimizing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> corporate taxes lower yeah. than the states as well. But yeah, that sales yeah. tax element that's key because in some states in the U.S., it's like if you get a U.S. company and you sell to some states like California, you're paying like ten or twelve percent tax on every. That's it's true. like oh my gosh, you're just bleeding taxes. Yeah, but maybe I meant more like corporate tax. Like maybe that, sure. that's what I meant. I th I think that maybe it's uh, it's better. I think. In Netherlands, I think if it's it's very like small, 16. yeah, yeah, it's small percentage, right, compared to some of the it's, other countries yeah, it's, and U.S. Especially. It's sixteen, yeah, I think it's sixteen or eighteen compared to U.S. is twenty-one. So that 
there's a little bit of savings there. What we do is we structure our model as you have, a, we have a holding company, a BV, and that actually pays the, the partners. We have our own entities as well. So um, our team, our, our, I've got two partners in the Netherlands that pays their BVs. So it's the mm-hmm. large yeah. like umbrella pays their BVs. And then I've got an LLC here in the States. And from a tax efficiency perspective, that's the best way to go. Yeah. And then we can just pay ourselves from our own entities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. and you don't have liabilities, right? Like you don't have to, you know, you, you don't have uh, liabilities sure. that come with officially like employing people, right? Like all that Correct. good stuff. They would, yeah, we were just paying contractors today from the that umbrella BV, but at some point we'll have to cross that bridge and convert people from contractors to employees. How do we do that? That there's bigger problems we can tackle. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, yeah. I mean, tax yeah. optimization, you know, just in general is a positive problem mm-hmm. to have, right? Like you usually, yeah. you yeah. usually, you usually yes. start thinking about it once you reach, you know, like a few mil a year and you're looking just at the, yeah, well. at the cost that taxation brings you. And then uh, you just look at how you can optimize it and so forth. But yeah, uh, right. awesome. That's, that's awesome. But like, um, how quickly are you growing guys? Like in terms of growth, you know, of course you don't have to share information you're not comfortable with, but like, are you like on a path uh, to reach maybe a few thousand more users this year or like, what's your growth rate? Full transparency here. So we got the 7,000 customers through two channel partners. Mm-hmm. And one is AppSumo, the other one is Stack Social. Now with that in mind, they are focused on lifetime deals. Yes, that is so, true. Yes. So that's not really a sustainable model. So we've kind of hit this point where, um, and I highly recommend this book. If, if you guys haven't read it, it's called T2D3. It's written by a guy by the name of Stein. He's based out of the Netherlands, but it teaches you or it's got like 70 case studies on building SaaS, primarily B2B, but you can apply the same principles mm-hmm. in B2C. And they talk about the benchmark you want to aim for is about 5.75% churn, monthly it churn has- or less equates to product market fit. And we are just hitting that point. So we're getting these natural reoccurring subscribers, they're joining and they're staying. We had an issue for a while where people would join and then leave. Number one reason we didn't have enough features and other bells and whistles they're looking for. But anyway... Um, yeah, it's cool. So people are now staying. So our trajectory now is we want to go through, this is really ambitious, but I guess you got to go there, but we're going to go for, go from 7,000 to 50,000 subscribers this year. And the big driver behind that will be the iOS and Android app. And then over the next, next five years, we know we're pretty confident we can get to a million users. Mm, That's, that's pretty, pretty nice. I mean, that's optimistic, obviously, but you have to be right. And as an entrepreneur, yeah. you yeah, can't. Uh, that's that's not. Yeah, the, yeah, it's not impossible. No, either, no, of course. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm a firm believer in you have to set your goals really high, and I think it's absolutely possible <laughs> yeah. with a good growth strategy. And if you have the capital, uh, and now talking about capital, do you like bootstrap uh, yourself, or did you get a like VC or like what? What was it? in terms of, you know, financing we're, your idea. We're, we're hundred percent bootstrapped. The MVP I, I spent with my own money. I fortunately, I've, I've, aside from corporate jobs, I've had like uh, side consulting businesses where businesses come to me and ask for advice, how to build. And I'd use the revenue and I pour it right back into ticker. And it took about 30 grand to get the MVP built. And then, um, we fortunately we've been sustaining cash flow enough. And I, 
my partners and I, we, we kept our full-time jobs. I actually just went full-time with Ticker a week ago, but I side hustled. Oh, all right. Congrats, yeah. son. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> Life I si- the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I side hustled for three and a half years, essentially. Wow. I just kept the full-time job and did not take one penny out of the business to pay myself. And that's the thing, you know, that's that's how people usually should do. Uh, most, most of the times, I think, they just, you know, jump straight into it, uh, you know, as, at least here in, uh, in this part of the world. And uh, then they start, you know, struggle a lot because yeah. most of the times, you know, the stuff that you have, the MVP, it, that's not going to bring uh, <laughs> enough money or, or at least, you know, even bring uh-huh. any money in. And then you're going to be in, in big trouble. Exactly. Uh, yeah. If you can just do it, you do your full-time job and then you do that as a side yeah. hustle first. That's that's really the way to go. And that's how you build stuff that you don't have to give too much equity to, to exactly. uh, early stage investors and, and then get screwed over. Yeah. And I think, yeah. and I think if you're ambitious about your growth, um, you might bring at some point if you want to an investor, but it will be a totally different discussion now that you have, you know, a product, yeah. you have traction, you have growth, you'll be able to negotiate such yeah. a good deal. Uh, compared to what it would be if you just had a PowerPoint and lots of good ideas. Uh, so, yeah. And, Nailed and, it. And to be honest, you know, I, lately I've been kind of a big fan of like slow startups and, you know, like startups that take their time. They just really passionate about what they do. And, you know, it's kind of like a side hustle. And at some point you reach, you know, a point where you can, you know, sustainably start drawing salary from the company and, you kind of switch. And I think there are many, many, like if you read Indie Hackers or, you know, some other blogs sure. where smaller entrepreneurs talk, I think it's it's pretty popular. It's just not as, you know, it's just not as sexy maybe as, you know, like, hey, we mm-hmm. got, you know, 10 million in VC funding. We're going to change the world. You know, another u- unicorn coming, you know, and so forth. It's maybe, it's not maybe not so fun to hear about somebody making 2k a month and then at some point they're making 12k and you know they started to work full-time it's not maybe a it's not a clickbaiting article it's not okay awesome so we have been talking for quite some time how about you show us your product well yeah i'll just give you a high level of some of the main screens so we're a web app right now but as mentioned we're working on the ios and android uh, apps as we speak, hopefully going live here in July, August, somewhere in there. But with the web app, um, just to kind of go through some of the screens, you've got this first screen, which is a dashboard. You can kind of, we created a lot of features in Ticker that you can customize for yourself. For example, you can add widgets for like, I've got here, as you can see, top gainers in the last 24 hours, top losers. Um, the summary change I mentioned, anything that's on sale, watch overpriced, it shows the changes between, for example, if a stock goes from overpriced to green or otherwise on sale, that's a good sign. And you're going to see that happen with stocks you may not be familiar with. Um, you can add stocks to this, like I've got PayPal, I've got Microsoft, Apple, um, but then you can add your widgets down here. You can rearrange your order, whatever order you like. Um, and then it saves automatically. So that's that's your dashboard. Um, then the kind of the heart of the tool is the the stocks page. It's kind of like an Excel sheet on steroids where if you go to the bottom, you can see we've got about 30,000 stocks today. But 
again to the customization you can create your own filters and save those filters like here's an example i've got um uh, hidden gems it shows you what the filters are like on sale stocks us based usd currency market cap we don't have the commas in here but it's like between i think 5 billion and 15 and the number you can see down here it's like 556 stocks so these could be some real winners in the future um then you can rearrange your column order. You can turn an on and off columns, whatever whatever you like. Um, but let's just click on a stock here. I'll go to uh, what a familiar stock. Let's go to Apple. Um, you can see our scoring system, 0 to 100. The higher the score, the safer the investment. Mm -hmm. And then you have the margin of safety, which is we calculate the fair value, which is also known as a sticker price. We use... For context in our calculations talk about this we use the eps growth rate to show what this number is this 398 on apple this is the share price in 10 years but uh, i think we can all agree apple will most likely hit that in in much less than 10 years so it's very conservative yeah most likely, yeah 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 um so so far apple's looking really solid um the charts here you can flip between your years or durations you can see the transition points when a stock flips from like you know, yeah. overpriced to watch. That's usually a good time to get in. Uh -huh. um, and then there's a lot of cool data. Like we've got, um, you can look at news. We're adding a, a dividend calendar here very soon. People are excited about that. Um, analyst ratings we're adding in the next few weeks. So you can see what other uh, news sources and their analysts are saying about stocks. So it's all kind of funneled into ticker. But um, we try to make things more visual so it's less like... Uh, you know, I like Market Watch because they have a lot of cool data, but everything's like written data instead of charts. Just makes it easier to see things here. Uh -huh. Earnings calendar is fun if you see a lot of green. We try to use a lot of um, colors, graphs to give confidence. Like you can see here, look at the trends. Um, Apple's been exceeding earnings, you know, expectations like quarter over quarter. It's incredible. Um, uh, some people like ratios. You can see, again, some co color coordination within. Um, the the system, as you know, we've got our own point system and the margin of safety. So you can see how does this stock compare to the industry, the sector, and the market. In this case, it's beating all three. Um, this is kind of cool. People love ESG, so they can go here and see what the scores are there. Um Alpha chart compares how does this stock, how's it performed against S&P 500? This is just another confidence booster. So over the last five years, it's like, you know, destroyed the S&P. It's just been a solid winner. And you can see other stocks. Um, let's keep going. You can actually see my portfolio. So if people want to know like what I'm investing in, what the percentage of allocation is, you can actually you know, see all that. I just try to be transparent with people. If you got a crypto, of course, you can't analyze. There's no scoring system, but you can see some data with crypto. And you can add, this has been fun, you can add different alerts. Uh, for crypto, we're because we're adding ETFs here soon, so you can add alerts on ETFs as well. But I like to keep track of uh, Bitcoin, see where it's at. Um, but this has been a big winner as well. Um, portfolio tracker I mentioned. Um, you can add whatever stocks there, multi-currency. Um, you can add watch lists. Now, this is cool. You guys appreciate this. So when you add stocks to your watch list, 
when those stocks change between on sale, wash and overpriced, you get notifications automatically. So it's kind of like the, the set it and forget it feature. So I love this. I can go on vacation and I know ticker is going to let me know if like one of my stocks that I'm holding in my portfolio, if it changes from, let's say on sale to watch or price, then I can do some investigation, maybe sell it, something like that. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's it. Uh, going back to our uh, customizing, if you go to the notifications and settings, you can set like your default durations on charts, um, what stock exchange and country you want to see by default. I have it wide open right now, but knowing you guys are based in Finland and uh, Estonia, you could set that up right here. Yeah, so again, we're all about uh, making it your platform. You can customize it to your your specifications. This looks really yeah, good. while we were talking, I purchased the lifetime deal already. <laughs> so <laughs> so happy, happy nice. to support support you, Sean. I think it's a really good deal. It's like what is it like one one hundred and nineteen dollars uh, on yeah, AppSumo, yeah. right? Currently, at least that's that's what I saw. Correct. I'd, I'd say get in early, grab them because once the iOS and Android apps go live and we start really seeing our subscribers count increase, guess what? We're going to turn off. AppSumo. So of course, of course. I think financially it doesn't yeah, it make sense. a lot of sense. It's maybe more of a marketing channel, right? Because they take a huge chunk mm -hmm. of the money that you get. And also it's a lifetime deal. So um, yeah, it's kind of like, well, it's not easy, but it's good for market validation and to get those initial users, get that feedback. I think it's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. They, Absolutely. those lifetime platforms, they have their purpose. They're good for getting people in. Mm -hmm and getting feedback really fast because that's what yeah. you want if you want to get to product market fit as quickly as possible but you guys just hit it hit it on the head it's not a sustainable revenue stream mm. you want to turn it off at yeah. some point so we're we're nearing that yeah. point that's awesome that's awesome well um that has been this has been really great uh michael do you have any other questions you want to ask no you know it was uh it was very good um thank you for coming sean and uh, you have a good thing going on. And uh, mo it seems that this podcast is going to become very expensive for, for us because, well, you know, Artem has been buying all, all of the stuff <laughs> with all the episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, I get excited. <laughs> I get excited. And, and, and especially when I see good, you know, good people who are passionate about what they do. I'm like, you know, I, I want to just in my small, tiny way to support, you know, the company, the person. Because, yeah, because I think you're doing like, you're doing good work and I think the product looks really solid. So I have no doubt that, you know, maybe, you know, in a year or two, you will hit your mark and exceed it just like Apple did, as you showed, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe not to that extent, but you know, the, the trajectory trajectory will be the same one. Um, Sean, thank you so much for doing sure. this podcast. It's been a pleasure. It's been really, really interesting. And Thank you again for kind of, you know, getting me excited about investing because it's been pretty, <laughs> I've been pretty lazy to be honest. And now I'm like, Hey, I have this shiny <laughs> new tool. I can get back <laughs> in, you know? Yeah. You can't Yeah. Fail. Well, yeah. That's yeah, right. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, basically, you know, if people want to check it out, it's tykr.com. Of course, we'll have it in the show notes, description, all that good stuff. And Sean, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, guys. Great questions.